This is the Mobile Tech Podcast, brought to you by worldpodcasts.com. Now here's your host, tech girl, Miriam Joie. Brought to you by Audible. Stay tuned for a special offer at the end of the show. Hi, and welcome to the Mobile Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Miriam Joie, and today is Thursday, July 23rd, 2020, and my guest is Ricky Velacres of... GSM Arena. Hi, Ricky. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, a little bit wet with the weather down here in Florida. It's been raining a lot, but staying cool. It's been a nice break from the heat that's been going on right now. Nice. Yeah. Well, so it's been a busy week in mobile. I was putting together the topics and there is a lot of news. I mean, in addition to what we were expecting, like the Nord, which is obviously something big we want to talk about. And then, you know, like a bunch of Samsung news, a bunch of a bunch of mid-range-ish phones. I don't know what to call these phones anymore. What what would you call them? Are they affordable flagships or premium mid-range? Or what do you want to call them? I was going to say premium mid-ranger, but I kind of like affordable flagship, actually. I feel like that's really, I feel like that's really a category that it's digging out for itself with that, with this 5G processor that's very well-rounded. Yeah, I agree. I mean, for a while I was calling premium f- uh, a premium flagship versus a rollable flagship. I was calling the 855 and 865 phones that were $1,000, the premium. And then the cheaper 8 series, you know, like the OnePlus 7T, I was calling those like um, affordable flagships. But now I think we've got, um, we've got an entire new tier with the 765G. And I think that's pretty super exciting, actually. I think that chip is going to change the game. I think it already has. I think that uh, OEMs are noticing that the 765 can help them carve out a new category of flagship. So this is like their second, like, oh, if you guys, you know, we have this $1,000 flagship, but we also have this, you know, cheaper flagship. And this is what we're going to also market just as much as the main flagship kind of thing. Like it gives them more variety and more accessibility too, I think. I know. And I think a part of it is because, of course, the 865 series has gotten so expensive with the need for an additional chip, right? The X55 modem. I don't think you can, like, you can technically make an 865 phone without 5G, right? But who would do that? And I don't think Qualcomm, from a licensing perspective, allows you to do it. I could be wrong. And if anybody from Qualcomm is listening, I'd love to hear your, your take on this. But so I don't think you can make an 865 phone with just the 865. You have to get the X55 modem. So it's two chips, more power, but more power in terms of performance as well. So, but the, the prices have crept up, right? And, and I think that's not realistic today for a lot of people because in, a, in many ways, phones are so commodified. And I think that you start seeing even at the kind of the normal budget mid-range like price point, like the Moto G series, that those phones are perfectly livable day-to-day for most people. Like, look at Pixel 3a from last year, right? People would be happy with that phone, wouldn't you agree? Yes, I was very happy reviewing that phone. Yeah. I, it was very, very, very well done. So so I think that this is a tier above that, but a tier below the, the crazy $1,000. And I think in this time of pandemic, where people are economically you know, constrained, I think this is a good thing and I'm really excited about it. And that's why I'm super stoked about the Nord, even though we're not technically getting it in the US. So anyway, what's your take on the Nord? Like, do you, like you don't have one, but you've looked at all the reviews, you've you've talked to your friends that are in the media. What's your impression? My impression is it's very 
competitively priced and it's it looks really nice like we were just talking about how the 765 is in this like five six hundred dollar range but the oneplus nord undercuts the other ones like the velvet and and some other phones we're going to talk about the 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 um the moto edge so uh you know once again oneplus is bringing back this notion that it can make you know a really nice looking phone that does a lot of things well for a lower price and um I'm excited for I'm excited, even though it's not coming to the US because the US has its own issues with the smartphone market you know it's it looks like a very compelling phone. So there's a couple of surprises that came out of this launch that I wasn't even privy to as somebody who was under embargo who had received the phone because I've had it for a couple of weeks now. And there were the the lob, the lower tier the 6 gigabyte tier that's only India and that sells for less than 399 euros. That's new. And then the other thing that surprised me was it is actually coming to the US in this kind of roundabout way with this waiting list thing. Like they have a special like invite system, very limited availability. So I don't know the details, but I, I mean, I can look them up. I don't know them off the top of my head, but it's it's possible if you were on the finger on the trigger the day of launch that you could have gotten into this. They're doing like a limited beta release for the US. Like you apply, they decide if you're worthy, you get the phone, you pay for it or whatever. I don't know exactly how it works, but there is a chance that if you're in North America, you can get this phone. Uh, of course, you can import it eventually. And there's lots of trustworthy importers out there. So I don't think it's going to be a huge deal. I think that's a great idea that OnePlus is you know even if it's with an invite system like you know when they first started but i think that's a great idea like we don't have a lot of cool phones here but imagine if every oem offered like okay we're gonna we're gonna do like a sale of a thousand units overseas but then obviously that comes with its own legal ties now that i think about it but that's a i like that idea a lot yeah i think the the interesting thing about this is that you know i think there one plus is in a bind here right Look, I can't review the OnePlus Nord on this show because that's going to be for next week. Uh, uh, we don't have, we have an embargo on reviews. I can only tell you a few things, uh, really. And what I can tell you is that in my experience, this phone has made the OnePlus 8 irrelevant. Wow. Okay. So what that means is that, yes, a OnePlus 8 is still on paper benchmark-wise faster, right? But... Spec-wise, you're not really gaining anything. Spec-wise and experience-wise, you're not really gaining anything with the 8. So you can imagine why they're not selling it in the US, right? Because in the US, the carriers have so much control. And for the first time, come on, OnePlus got Verizon on board, right? Even though it's a custom version of the OnePlus 8 with sure. different controls, in the sense that cases for the OnePlus 8 unlocked don't fit the cases for the Verizon OnePlus 8 because, you know, <laughs> millimeter wave, so they had to completely redesign the inside of the phone and they had to move the volume rocker a little bit. <laughs> a lot of people don't know this, but the OnePlus 8 for Verizon is really a custom OnePlus 8. So my point is, though, they have a OnePlus 8 for Verizon, they have a OnePlus 8 for Timo, and I think that the carriers are not ready yet to lose those profits if... OnePlus were to bring the Nord to the US. And that's the challenge 
they've kind of backed themselves into a corner. But at the same time, they haven't because on this market in the US, as you know, Ricky, right, people go to the store and they get a subsidy. Now, it's not really a subsidy, but like a loan, right? Like a, um, a lease or whatever you want to call it. They, they pay a monthly fee for their phone. And it's it's actually, they, they don't really notice the price, right? It's It's not that big of a deal for most people, right? Definitely. So I think that's kind of why the, it's not coming to the US because it's so close to the eight and the eight is a carrier cash cow in a way, right? Like the, it's, it's, it's what keeps the one plus relationship with the carriers going because the eight plus is only unlocked in the US. And that's really the one you want, honestly. If you, if you want maximum specs, that's the one you want. So I feel like that's, they kind of painted themselves in a corner in a way. And that's why they're doing a beta only. And that's why, you know, all that. But I think it's only a matter of time before the Nord comes to the US officially. And we're probably gonna have that once the nine or the eight T or whatever, you know, the next version of the flagship comes out. That's when we're gonna get the Nord. So don't despair. If also the importers, as I said, you'll be able to import it. And so here's my takeaway. I have a Poco F2 Pro, right? Okay, the Poco F2 Pro is a Snapdragon 865 phone, right? Okay, it's about the same price, a bit, maybe a little more. It's 550 US. So in euros, the Nord is 399, which is about 450 US. So for $100 less, you get more features. You get OIS on the camera. It's the same camera as the 8, right? You don't mm-hmm. get OIS on the main 64 megapixel camera of the Poco F2 Pro. Mm-hmm. And it, it really becomes a problem when you do like, 2x zoom because they don't neither of them have a total of telephoto so when you're doing zoom you're using the main sensor and you're cropping and then the shake on the at night even in the daytime i see a lot of shake on the poco f2 pro when i try to zoom and handheld right and on the oneplus nord it's rock solid another thing is 90 hertz display you know the nord has a 90 hertz display the poco f2 pro does not have a 90 hertz display so yes, you can buy an 865 phone for $550, or if you buy, say, the Red Magic 5G, which I reviewed on Hot Hardware, you can buy a, a gaming phone that has an 865 for $579 in the US, legally, officially, whatever you want to call it. But the reality is, like, it's not even as good, of, like, not remotely as good of an experience as the Nord, because the Nord is so well-rounded, Right. Like, mm-hmm. it's not just about the specs and not just about the speed and amount, not just about being able to say, hey, I have an 865 in my phone. This is about the whole experience and that super fluid software, that super fluid, you know, display and processor, you know, all melded together by great optimization that you're used to on the 8 and the 8 Plus is there on the Nord. It feels side by side, you notice a little slower, but if you look, like in, if you're just using it, you don't notice. Like I have, I am, you know, my daily drivers are OnePlus 8 Pro right now. Same. And <laughs> the only thing holding me back from going to the Nord as my daily driver, because I really want to, because I want a smaller screen and I don't like the 8. I think that I'm so close to the 8 Pro, I might as well have the 8 Pro in my pocket. I wasn't very excited about the eight when I reviewed them, the two of them together. Like I feel like they cut too many corners in the wrong places just so they could make a eight six five five G phone. It's 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 not all an all rounder like the eight Pro or like the Nord. The Nord is an all rounder and it does everything right. And so the only thing holding me back is the lack of wireless charging. If the Nord had wireless charging mm. in a heartbeat, this would be my daily driver because what I have found. And this is not a review of the Nord. I want to be very clear because I'm talking about generics here. Generic 8, uh, 865 versus 765. 
G, at least the 765G, the way OnePlus has done it, is you can't tell them you can tell them apart in everyday use. There's like if you're just doing your normal like social media, mail, all that stuff. If you're playing games, yes, you might notice. But I'm talking about even the most demanding multitasking that you would do, especially since the the Nord has eight or twelve gigs. There's also a six gig version now, right? But but even with six gigs, I bet you it's fine. So that's my take. My take is that it's the most well-rounded of those $500 765G mid-rangers so far. I've had a very little bit of hand time with, with uh, Velvet. I've finally got a unit. I've just started using it, so I have less time with, with that. So that feels honestly sluggish to me compared to the Nord. It, <laughs> like, it's not bad. Like, it's still fast. Of course, the Velvet is faster than, a you know, like a Moto G or something. Sure. But after the Nord, man, you, you're just like, my, my, my Pixel 4 feels slow after the Nord. I was using the OnePlus 8 Pro and then I went back to the Pixel 4 to, to go on a beta and it just felt slow. I know, same, right? Same, same, yeah. yeah. It wasn't, OnePlus does such a good job with optimization of software and that experience is just so quick. Like they've done a really good job with it. And going to LG software is yeah, not well, the right Yeah, well, that's probably not the right. So I'm one, I get the edge next week or something maybe i'll be able to tell you folks the listeners what how how much of a like bre- like a spread of performance there is on the 765g between those three phones because at that point i'll have had the velvet for a week the oneplus nord for three and the moto edge for a few days and i'll be able to tell you like this is like what you can expect from like the worst of the 765g and the best of 765g i don't know what the worst of the 765g is going to be um, but I know that the best, I don't think anybody's going to be able to beat OnePlus on this. In the same way as, as we know, as you, as you know, going from a OnePlus 8 Pro to anything really right now is disappointing, right? <laughs> I would hard agree, yes. <laughs> right? I mean, it's just forget it, right? So that's, that's the only thing that, it, that's, that tells me the Nord is good, is that I'm used to 8 Pro. And I go to the Nord and I'm like, this is fine. You know, like, like the dog in the fire, this is fine. Like, but without the fire, because this is fine. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's amazing. It's it's an incredible phone. Like I don't think people understand how hard it is to make a phone that good for that money without cutting any corners, other than maybe wireless charging. And if you really want to be picky, headphone jack and IP. Although it does have gasket around the SIM tray, so I know it's water resistant to some extent, right? So the question is comes down to like headphone jack I think we can all live without because we're going to talk about the buds in a second mm-hmm. and they're awesome and you have other choices if you want to go higher end than that um, the wireless charge is really my only biggest freaking oh man really I cannot live with it without it now that I've had it for so long on so many phones and but like look you know the processor and the performance is good. The camera is, you know, again, I can't talk too much about how good it is, but it's, if you know what the OnePlus 8 can do, you pretty much know what the Nord can do. And that's pretty great. And then, you know, everything is balanced. There's nothing that's like, ah, oh, there's they cut corners here. Like you can't point at something other than wireless charging and say. No, and they even put a Warp Charge 30 in there too. I know, 30T. Um, I charged it last night because I, I wanted to run the benchmarks on it. And I was at 20%. I'm like, I don't want to run ben- benchmarks at 20%. I want at least 50 or 60% on there. Right, I'll just plug it in. I plugged it in and I, and I got carried away with doing something. I come back to it. It's at 100. And I'm like, 
no, I didn't want 100 to run the benchmarks. <laughs> it doesn't matter, right? But I'm yeah. like, I was like, seriously, I just wanted 50 or 60%. Like, what the hell? This is too fast. <laughs> it's too fast now, it's huh? <laughs> no, I was joking because I think I lost track of time is what happened. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's, it's kind of like that. And, um, and yeah, look, I'm, I'm smitten. And the color and the build. This is the thing. Like, I have an Oppo Reno 3 Pro. They share the same display. Uh-huh. The same chipset, 765G, at least the 5G version of the Reno uh, 3 Pro. I have the 4G version, so it's probably a Helio P95. But anyway, they share a lot of stuff. They look even similar. If you turn them around, the camera pod is very similar, located in the same place. Well, get what? The Oppo is made of plastic, like plastic rim, plastic edge, plastic back panel, even though it's, it's like glass. It looks and feels like glass and metal, but it's plastic. It has a headphone jack, granted. Right. But and has similar cameras, exactly the same display, same front cameras, two of them. It's basically, you can tell there's part sharing going on here between BBK Group properties, right? Oppo and OnePlus. Yet the yeah. OnePlus is so much better made. Like, so my point is that even though there's part sharing, and that's also why the OnePlus Nord, I think, is reasonably priced, is that they have this ecosystem of things to pick from in their parts bins, right? They can Definitely. go like, oh, let's grab this and that and this and that. It's amazing. I um, so on our so we have a hands-on up on Jason Marina, and this was done by our correspondent in India. So I wonder if the Indian build is different because here it's listed with a plastic frame, but with Gorilla Glass Five front and back. So I wonder if the other variant that you have is still plastic, or if it might be a different material. It's hard to tell. It feels like metal to me. I guess really well done. See if it's plastic. But the bottom line is, I'm saying is that. It doesn't feel as cheap as the Oppo, you know, despite them sharing a display. Yeah, also, the display on the Oppo is identical, yet it's not 90 hertz. So it's like very interesting how, I guess I've heard from display tech people that to get 90 hertz, you need a, you need a special screen. But you can also use that screen with a different chip and run it at 60 hertz and save money, right? Yes, so, yes. So that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, they are not cutting corners here. It's like you're getting 90 hertz, whereas on the Oppo. So I think, you know, I came into it thinking the Nord is going to be a part spin special. It's going to be good, but it's basically going to be clobbered together by to be pretty much an Oppo Reno 3 Pro clone. And I'm so wrong. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there is so much more to it than that. No OIS on the Oppo. OIS on the Nord. Like you don't, if you cut corners like like Poco did with the F2 Pro, which isn't a bad phone, but if you remove OIS from the main camera, come on. Like that's clearly cost cutting, right? Of course. So that's my take on the Nord without really reviewing it. I hope that I'm not getting into trouble with OnePlus because I don't think I got into too much detail about. I don't think you did. I just think it's great. I just think it's fantastic. And if you're shopping Right now for phone, and you're a nerd like we are, like me and Ricky, <laughs> you're a phone nerd. You're, you really know your stuff, and you don't want to f- spend a lot of money. Like, I really think you can't wait for an importer in the US, buy it if you're in Europe or Asia, you will not regret it. This phone is wow. Like, like the Italians would do with their hands in like the smacking sound, you know, like, mwah, mwah. <laughs> Like, I have not been excited by a phone in so long. And it's not because of the marketing. I get the marketing was brilliant. Oh, the marketing is great. I'm not a sucker for that, though. I'm a, a review. I'm a journalist. I'm objective. I know these things. Man, this thing, it delivers so hard. So hard. 
Listen, they could have called this the OnePlus X or the OnePlus Z or the OnePlus some letter, but they went with Nord and they gave it a meaning and they gave it a color. And, oh my God. And, and, and this, like, this is how you market a phone. This is how you, you, uh, you create an identity for a new lineup. I think they did a really good job. Oh, it's 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 incredible. This is a this is a lesson in marketing. Like this, people are going to study this um, better, I think, than the original by far. Like the One Plus One, but mostly because we know what to. We knew it'd be good for not for a second did I think it was going to be that good. Because I was like, well, how can you do marketing better than what they've done before? And then they still blew my mind. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> wow, like you know, yeah, genius. But um, at the same time, you know. This is so needed. We need phones like this because we don't need $1,000 flagships. And, you know, you have 5G. I'm using it on T-Mobile. I've got 5G on this phone. It works like a charm. Like, it's not a US phone. Mine has a European adapter in it, so I guess it's a Euro phone I have. 5G is okay. So there you go. Enjoy. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. It's like, wow, really, really, really nice. And then, you know, all the software, Oxygen, all the, all the features you're used to. And, and now the Google Discover feed is in the launcher because that's a new feature. And so we don't have to deal with the stupid shelf that they used to have still on the OnePlus 8. So I have something to say about the shelf because I, when like I, when I, I like it. When I didn't, <laughs> <laughs> listen, when I didn't see it on the OnePlus 8 Pro, I was like, why is it gone? I love the parking feature. But recently, it, it's back. It's just in a different place. Um, ah. Yeah, so uh, really quick, because I don't want to spend too much time on this. I pull down from just like any part of the home screen, and then it doesn't pull the notification shade down. It pulls the, the, the shelf down. And then oh. if you pull from the very top is when you get notification. You can turn it off or on, but I had a pop-up out of nowhere one time, and, I was, and, and it said, oh, enable OnePlus shelf. And I was like, oh, there's a parking feature. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think that there are some useful things in the shelf, but overall I feel like, Google tells you where you park too, right? Like, yes, yes, yes. So, so it's like, to me, there's so much more added value, especially when you're deep in the Google universe like I am. You know? mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But hey, listen, I've done a lot of talking and I want you to do some talking now about the OnePlus Buds because <laughs> I, I also have a lot of talking to do about the Buds, but uh-huh. man, I love them. And again, I went into it thinking, ah, oh, you know, they're going to try to reach a price point and they're going to try to make something that's a cool accessory for the Nord and for the OnePlus 8s. Great, no problem. I'm on board, but I'm going to be disappointed because I'm a picky sound quality person, and it's going to be fine. It's going to be like the the TCL earbuds, which for eighty bucks were pretty awesome, mm-hmm. or like you know, but but you know, I'm used to like Huawei's you know free buds three, which are like 150, 180 bucks. I'm used to like Sony's WF one thousand X Mark three that are noise canceling earbuds. I'm used to like. You know, Pixel Buds, which uh, I have a lot of issues with the Pixel Buds. I, I mean, um, but I'm used to like, you know, pre- more premium earbuds. So I was kind of like right dismissing it. And then tell us. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I received the Buds uh, a, a, while, a little while back before they, they were announced. Uh, I got them in white and blue. I think I saw your unboxing. You did as well. Um, so... Right out of the gate, when I opened the buds, I was like, you know, just like OnePlus always had their, you know, really nice packaging and their really premium materials and the packaging and the colors. And, it, and, and you know, there's not a lot, there's nothing, not really much included in the box. It's just the headphones. It's just the case with the buds inside and then a little, you know, short OnePlus 
red charger cable, it's just a cable. But um, yeah, I mean, I went in this with the same expectations. I didn't have really high expectations. Oh, these are going to be, you know, cheap, cheaper buds, uh, you know, like AirPod clones, like everybody's doing now. How are they going to, you know, how are they going to be? So I, I, you know, I paired them, you know, has the fast pair when you open it next to your OnePlus phone. I think any other Android phone will do it as well, not just OnePlus phone. Yeah, I've tried it on Pixel. It, yes, it, it does it as yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, okay. It doesn't do it on iPhone. I tried it on iPhone 11 as well. You have to manually pair them on the iPhone, just mm-hmm. so you know. Yes, yes. So it's it's only it's only fast pair for Android. Um, but yeah, I tried them on and I threw them on and I I have to say I wasn't a hundred percent impressed with the sound, and I'll tell you why. I, and this was this was present on both uh, the blue and the white ones. So to me, they sounded very muddy. I thought that the bass was really like it has a lot of bass, but it was too powerful and it was overpowering everything else. But the saving grace is that I went into the EQ settings and I adjusted the mids and the highs a little bit higher so I could hear them better. And I slightly lowered the bass, but that's just me. It's my preferences. It's my settings, but I was able to get much better sound out of it. I could hear more instruments and the bass. I like bass, but I don't like, boom boom bass in my ears like i don't i don't love that it's not for me but i was able to i, I think they sound really well really good they sound yeah. really good and um the battery life is great the the size of the ear pods themselves i have so when i wear ear, ear tips on any headphones i'm usually between medium and large and these are like a little on the larger side they're pretty snug on my ears um so if you have smart small ear canals maybe they're not the best um it might it might start hurting after a while but um yeah i like the case the the hinge on the case is so like here i'm gonna i'm gonna snap it in front of the mic so you guys can hear it i don't know if you can hear it on there but here i'll do it on my end as well It'll do it on fun. your end as well yeah, yeah. you ready <laughs> but, all right here we go yeah, this I'm is ready. like amsr here <laughs> yeah, it's 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 very satisfying. Like I've I've tested really crappy lids on little earbuds too, and they're just you know like they would just open when you f- you know flick them, but this does not open when I flick it. You know, this so, is definitely like AirPods quality, uh, but not as satisfying as the as the Pixel Buds, in my opinion. The I haven't had the Pixel Buds, so I'm curious to hear uh, in a second. I'm curious to hear your your comparisons with the Pixel Buds. Okay. Um, but the other thing is, I mean, just battery life, uh, the fast charge, you know, um, I haven't had too much time to really test their, their claims, but you know, they claim, you know, 10 minutes on the charger can give you 10 hours listening or just 10 minutes in the charging case and you get a hundred minutes of listening on the buds, which is great. If I'm about to go for a workout, totally. I can just pop them in 10 minutes for my drive to the gym. Well, I'm not going to the gym now, but you know what I mean? <laughs> but, um, <laughs> But yeah, I, I think they're really well-rounded. The design is great. The matte finish on the outside is nice. Um, they're USB-C. That, now, I, I, I don't know if I... I had, a, I had like a like-dislike opinion about this, but the OnePlus branding is so tiny on these buds, but you could look at it in two ways. You can look at it as they could have slapped a big OnePlus logo on the front, but they kept it classy. They kept it you know, sophisticated, and they just put in really small letters designed by OnePlus on the back. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting, right? Because their yeah. phones have the big OnePlus logo. In fact, the Nord says in spelled out OnePlus in the bottom. So yeah. And the last thing about these earbuds is 
Well, they have the integration with the OnePlus 8 Pro. So if you have OnePlus 7, OnePlus 8, there's some extra features, uh, like you can change the double tap action. And that's actually not out yet. It's going to be pushed out in an update to these phones soon. Um, but I haven't had it to really test that. And I have to ask you, Miriam, what do you think about the Nord Blue like color scheme? What do you do? You like this green blue? Uh, yeah, color. I'm a bit of a sucker. Blue is not a, a color that I normally like very much, but I find that with that kind of like greenish accent, it looks pretty good. And I like that it matches the OnePlus Nord, of course. That's kind of yeah. cool, right? I've, I've, I've heard some of our fellow <laughs> reporters say that they look Fisher pricey. And I, I can agree with them, but like, I, just, I don't think it's for everyone. No, it's not. That's why you not. have the white ones. But the white ones are kind of boring. So, you know. <laughs> You have to pick a struggle. <laughs> yeah, you do. I like this plate, like even though it looks like yes, it does look like a baby toy, but um, I like this playful like take on this this kind of product. It's cute and playful, and it's both of those things I like. I, I really like the color of it of the the Nord Blue Buds. Yeah, I think there's a disconnect between the way they look in photos and the way they look in person and feel in person. Oh, of course. I think that those of you who obviously most of you have not seen them and touched them with your hands and seen them directly with your eyes, you probably feel they look a little cheap and Fisher pricey, but once you actually handle them, that'll go away very fast. I think that they're very well made, the hinges metal. Um, no wireless charging is another thing, which again, at $80, who cares? Okay. Like I'm not going to be that picky with, uh, you know, with warp charging and USB-C and come on, like, as you said, 10 minutes for 10 hours, whatever. It's interesting to hear your take on the sound quality because I am super picky about audio. I'm an audiophile. I mean, I hate to use that word because it's really douchey, but (laughs) everybody reminds me every time I start talking about audio, Miriam, you, you are. You don't want to admit to it, but you are. And I'm like, okay, maybe I should. I'm a reluctant audiophile. I'm one of those audiophiles that's not willing to spend millions on my stuff. Like I draw the line. I'm a practical audiophile. You know what I'm saying? Like I'll yeah. spend a huge amount of money, but I am picky. And because I worked in audio and video games for years before I was a journalist. And so mm-hmm. I don't have to EQ the OnePlus Buds with my ears. So I think the from the reviews I'm reading, I had this conversation on Twitter. I am stunned at how many people are not liking the sound of these. And I'm particularly stunned at how many people reported exactly what you reported, that they're too bass heavy. And I think that is related to the way our ears are shaped. Mm-hmm. And because like R- Ryan Hager at Android Police, Daniel Bader, Android Central, feel the same way as I do, that they're perfect out of the box. And they're also picky people. Like, I hate bass heavy headphones and earbuds. I absolutely despise them. I do not like a lot of bass. I feel that generations that exist today out there, younger people, and even older people, just have never had a point of reference for what good audio is. They've never heard a band live in a, in a in, I like acoustic instruments. They don't okay. know what audio is supposed to sound like. There's not a lot of bass in music. The only way you get lots of bass in music is if you use electronic instruments. Okay, mm-hmm. guys? That's how it works. Use a bass guitar, use a synthesizer, you're going to get bass out of that. Of course. But even a good drum kit is not going to create that much bass comparatively to what 
people are hearing on the headphones and earbuds because for 20, 30 years now, ever since we've had MP3 and compressed audio, I don't have a problem with compressed audio. I think it's technically very, very clever and needed because we can't, you know, we can't store audio uncompressed. It takes too much space and we can't transmit it uncompressed. It takes too much bandwidth. So it's fine. But I think the problem is a lot of audio has been encoded poorly on AAC and MP3 and our ears, like majority of people, they have never heard good audio coming out of a piece of electronics. And they've certainly never heard audio without bass emphasis because a lot of, ever since Beats became a thing in particular, bass-heavy headphones and bass-heavy earbuds have become the norm. And mm-hmm. so people are used to that sound. And when there's no bass, they're like, oh, this doesn't sound right. This is bad. And they don't understand that they're wrong, right? <laughs> so so I'm interested. It's, it's surprising to hear you say that the OnePlus Buds sounded bass-heavy too. And I think it's got to do with fit. And like the AirPods, these are, you know, don't have a seal. They don't have a, a silicone thing. They don't go in your ear canal. They just rest inside your ear conch i guess it's the the little pocket there outside your ear canal Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and if you try to jam them in you're doing it wrong because that's when you're going to get a lot of bass from them like if i jam them in my ear really hard they're super bass heavy and terrible but if i just place them on my ear just pop them down like airpods like any earbuds from the 90s if you're old enough you had a discman in the 90s or a walkman in the 80s and you know sony made these fontopia headphone earbuds like they're little they just look like normal earpods right? Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. like not white and black or whatever. Those, you just drop them in your, you don't push them in your ear canal. And that's exactly what those are like. The, the OnePlus buds, you just drop them in there. And to me, they sound surprisingly good, like for the money, right? Like they sound to me as good as the Sony's, uh, which are $250. And the Sony's, of course, you have active noise cancellation. But if you turn that off on the Sony's, to me, the OnePlus buds are are very close. And they're very close to like the the Huawei FreeBuds 3. Not the 3i, but the 3. And and it's like those are those are good. Like the Pixel Buds in my opinion sound not quite as well sorted. They have actually a little lack in bass in my opinion compared to the OnePlus Buds. Mm-hmm. So I'm always looking for super neutral and super and more importantly the neutral is one thing. If you pass the neutral test, you win. They did. But what they blew me away with, and they, they kind of exceeded my expectation, is the amount of detail and balance in their audio. Like, there is a really good soundstage and image, which is really hard to do right, especially with cheap drivers. And they've got to go cheap drivers because, you know, 80 bucks. So I am really surprised. Like, I'm not here to declare that they're the best by far. No, I, you can spend a lot more. Like in your monitors, you can spend $500,000 and get something that will completely obliterate this. But my point is that for everyday normal listening, whether you're doing voice calls or you're just listening to a podcast or not even just voice, like actual listening to electronic music, jazz. I've listened to everything on this classical punk and they're just delivering. They just keep delivering. And I'm just like, seriously, OnePlus, how can you like, how can people charge $150 for earbuds after this? How can Google just justify the price of the Pixel Buds? How can Apple, well, Apple, you know, we all know they spend, people buy, you know, Apple products because they integrate so well in the ecosystem, I get it. But mm-hmm. like, honestly, I think the AirPods, the regular, not the pros, but the AirPods regular don't even come close in terms of sound, in terms of battery life, and cost twice as much unless you wow. get a deal. And the AirPods Pro, I don't think I actually think that the 
OnePlus Buds sound better than the AirPods Pro. Now, not by a lot, by a little bit, but of course, the AirPods Pro have noise canceling. Active noise canceling, you know, really helps. Now, I'm talking about listening in your house. Like, I'm not talking about out on the street where you have to deal with traffic and subways if you're in New York or whatever, you know, public transit. Like, I'm talking about you're at home, you can do some critical listening. Maybe the worst you have is an air conditioner running or something. Then that's how I'm comparing them. Like, of course, active noise canceling, like the AirPods Pro or the Sony earbuds are going to be better outdoors. You're going to cancel the noise. It's going to sound better. You're not going to have to crank them as high. And, it's gonna, and your ears are going to thank you. And, and yeah, for 80 bucks, you're not going to get active noise canceling, right? <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> so that's kind of my take. And I'm really surprised at the negative reviews on sound or the bass heavy reviews, because I really think that either people are, have a different ear canal, like a different shape, and which is obviously very true. Like we all have very different ears and not a one size can fit all, which is why the silicone buds, the ones that have a silicone tip are a better universal, f- like. I think people don't like them as much because they have to kind of shove something in their ear and it's a little invasive. But I feel that if you want like, to be able to get the same sound quality for every ear, using silicone tips is the way to go. But if you have a good fit between the ear and the design of non, like what I kind of like half earbuds, which is what these are, they're not really in your ear canal. They're just sitting there outside your ear, outside your ear canal, uh, inside your ear conch. Those which are like the AirPods, the regular AirPods, which are like the Buds from OnePlus, those really don't work for everyone. And we know this because some people, they fall off when they shake their heads, right? For me, they don't fall off when I shake my head. I got a good seal, but it's also not uncomfortable. So I think they fit me just right. And I think if they don't fit you right, it's probably where you start having either too much bass because your ears are too small, so it creates more of a, of a, of a seal, or they sound crappy because your ears bigger and they, they they fall out and stuff and and i think that's that's so try them on before you buy i guess it's hard to do right but maybe you return policy for that but honestly i'm i'm impressed i'm impressed that's all i have to say yeah um they they are really pushing this price and they're going to be available in the u.s except the blue ones which are actually <laughs> not course. coming to the u.s <laughs> only white and gray but the u.s uh I don't know. U.S. market needs to step it up. Well, I think that, I mean, honestly, it's a little too loud for Americans, you know? Yeah, yeah, actually, You and I are going to be like, yeah, this is awesome, you know? But I think a lot of people are going to be like, no, no. Like, I've already had people stop me on the street and say, oh, are those earbuds, are those AirPods you got custom painted or something? Because, you know, like, there's (laughs) color wear. And I was like, no, I can't tell you what they are. No, I can't tell you. I love that answer. <laughs> uh, because it was, it was interesting, the embargo. Now yeah. I can tell them what they are. Yeah. But it's like, um, you know, I mean, look, drawbacks for me are, it's not nothing perfect. For, but $80, again, I'm, I'm going to be very, um, very flexible. And I am so impressed with the sound quality without EQ, like just pure out of the box. And I've listened, now listened to them on OnePlus devices, uh, Pixel devices and iPhones, and they sound the same. So there's no weird thing going on where they sound different because there's some special EQ setting on the on the OnePlus, right? Mm-hmm. It's not some kind of weird magic here. They, at least with the current firmware that I have, they don't sound. They sound the same on everything. Um, there is a special setting right now on the OnePlus Nord, uh, which is like doesn't actually doesn't make the sound that much better in my opinion, but it's it's like. 
I don't know, it's hard to explain. But there's a setting in there specific to the, for like sound EQ, that is an EQ setting that's specific to the, um, the OnePlus Buds, but I don't really notice a huge difference. They sound a little quieter when you turn that on, that's about it. But um, there is some, uh, as you said, there's some software updates coming that are going to change a few things. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see what they do. My 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 drawbacks are the case is a little bigger than the AirPods case, but then again, battery life is better. The, mm-hmm. the buds themselves are like slightly oversized, slightly inflated AirPods, regular AirPods. They're, they're definitely a little chunkier, but it doesn't. Again, it fits in my ear. It doesn't bother me. But definitely, you benefit in battery life. Seven hours, uh, thirty hours with the case. It's pretty impressive. Um, things I don't like, no wireless charging. Other things I don't like, and again, at 80 bucks, I'm like, whatever. Um, other thing I don't like is the controls. Um, by default, right now, uh, this might change with software updates, but right now, um, the only thing you can do is remove the earbud from one of the earbuds from your ear to pause and put it back to play. There's no play pause on the earbud. Uh, double tap gets to the next track. There's no go to the previous track. You can double tap either side. Uh, and then you have a long tap, like hold, tap and hold a couple of seconds. I think it might be three seconds to switch between devices. That's actually really helpful because when I've had them paired to iPhone, Pixel, and OnePlus, I've been able to switch between them. It just loops, loops through like all the ones you have, which is nice. Does it loop through three like three devices or how many? I have, I've only tried two okay. at the same time, so I, I don't know. I it's two. I figure it can switch between, you know, like, which I like. I like that I can switch between, like, features, you know, not have to sync it every time I want to tr- yeah. switch to my laptop or my, my phone. Uh, so I like that feature. So the thing to know before we wrap up on the buds is that right now, if you have a OnePlus device, there's going to be an update, as you mentioned, coming that will let you do software updates on the earbuds, like firmware updates, and will let you uh, set what the controls are doing. Like, so you'll be able to adjust things like, what a double tap does, what a single tap does, what maybe a triple tap, what a long press does. And maybe they'll be separate for both ears. I don't know. But right now, you have none of these settings. And right now, as far as you know, these this customization and this firmware update will only exist for OnePlus device and it'll be baked into the OnePlus software, not, not as a special app. Not like the Galaxy Buds have a special app, Sony has a special app, Apple, it's baked in. So it's like more like Apple, right? So OnePlus confirmed to me that they are working on an app for Android phones. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah, so they're good, working good, on good. something, but that's all they said. So there's no time frame or anything. But um, yeah, I asked like, you know, is there going to be like a standalone app for people who don't have OnePlus phones? And they said, uh, yeah, there's one in the works. That's all I know. Yeah, I think this is going to be necessary because they're so good that I think a lot of people are going to want to use them on non-OnePlus phones. And, you know, maybe it's, as, it's too much as for an you know, iOS app, but at least a regular Android app would be nice. Here's the thing, though, that I'm hoping. I haven't tried this because I don't have these, the feature on my OnePlus phones yet. But once that firmware update customization feature lands, I'm going to try changing the settings and see if that sticks, right? So if I'm pair them with the OnePlus and change the settings. Now, if I pair it with the Pixel, does the settings stay, right? You know what I'm saying? Because yes, at I least for some saying. people, if they buy the Buds now and they have a buddy with a OnePlus phone, they can pair them once, set the settings for the controls the way they want, maybe run a firmware update, and then unpair them and pair them to their Pixel, Moto, whatever they have, and be okay for a while, right? I guess we'll find out. 
when that we'll find out. Comes that, out. Yeah. So that's definitely for some people. This is a deal breaker. Like I get it, but for me, I don't care. Like if I want to pause, I just pull one of them out. If I want to go, I never, I never do next track and previous track. Usually, I just like go pull out my phone if I really want to do anything. Mm-hmm. And so many earbuds, especially at this price point, don't support volume controls on the buds. So we can't fault OnePlus for not having volume control on the buds. On headphones, I think that's a you want you you expect that. There's the real estate for the buttons or the touchpad, right? Right. But on earbuds, I can. You know, honestly, volume is no big deal. And right now there's no Google Assistant integration in the sense there's like no long press to get Google. But there's like, there's no technical reason that couldn't happen. Like there's no weird limitation. It's here. coming though. The, the, I was, it's coming. Yeah, yeah, it's coming. So when OnePlus 8 gets the firmware update, uh, that's one of the features that uh, you'll be able to do with uh, the double tap is you can set it to summon uh, Assistant. Yeah. So folks, look, you know, try them out. Try them out. And if you love them at that point, keep them. If you don't, look for something else. There's so many choices. Anchor makes good ones. Jabra makes good ones. And then not to mention all the big brands, Apple, Sony, you know, even as I said, TCL makes a pretty decent pair of $80 ones. And they're not, in my opinion, even in the same league as the OnePlus ones because the OnePlus ones are sound better. But again, the TCL ones are silicone tipped, so they'll fit every ear properly as long as you don't mind having something in your ear canal. <laughs> and of course, having something in your ear canal also means you get a little bit of passive, not active, not electronic, but like natural noise reduction when you're outdoors. So, you know, like not everyone has the same needs. I just feel that right now in COVID times where I'm mostly at home, do I want to wear a big pair of headphones when I'm washing the dishes? No. I want to wear just some earbuds, right? And listen to some, rock to some tunes, be motivated don't like doing the dishes you know <laughs> so so the buds are perfect for that yeah and they're not cringy like you know what i'm saying normally because i'm picky about audio i'll put on a cheap pair of buds and I'm like ah this sounds like crap i can't do the dishes with that you know and so yeah. then i get all my good headphones and then my headphones are big and heavy and annoying whereas with this i'm just like okay this is great this works like just fine. So I think that's kind of the takeaway for me. I was really surprised. I, I had dismissed these as just a, like a marketing exercise. Like, oh yeah, let's make a matching pair of earbuds that is not complete crap and it's color matched with a Nord. Great, great idea. Because it doesn't have a headphone jack. Even greater idea. And then I was like, no, this is, this is a real thing. This is totally worth it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> OnePlus keeps blowing my mind right now. <laughs> that's basically what it is. Yeah. So... Let's move on to some other topics, shall we? There is um, there's a few little things here. Uh, so maybe you want to take this. The, the two mid-range, what is it? Premium mid-range slash affordable flagship 765G phones that are actually coming to the US, unlike the Nord, mm-hmm. have been announced this week. Well, the Edge was announced before, but there's a new price for the Edge. So do you want to take it? Sure, yeah. So um, LG and Motorola have their mid-range. Basically, they both have smartphones running the same processor as the OnePlus Nord, the Snapdragon 765G, but their price points are different than the Nord, obviously. And, you know, in the US, it's more complicated because there's carriers involved and they don't have as much control of the price that they can set because, you know, carrier uh, pricing and marketing and all that stuff. So the LG Velvet is launching in the US for $599. Which is pretty aggressive considering it costs like $750 in Korea or something. Yeah, so it's a nice looking phone. 
Um, I don't have it myself yet. I'm actually, I, th I think there's one on the way for me now that they have the US models. However, there's no unlocked version coming to the US of the yeah. Velvet. And I don't knock LG for that because I think that they know that unlocked sales might not be, um, are not going to be, are not the strongest in the US. People don't buy phones necessarily unlocked in the US, but we also don't know it could be a carrier limitation they're setting for LG. Like we don't want you to sell these phones unlocked. I don't know. It's it's really like split both ways. Um, then there's also Motorola uh, launching the the Edge, the Motorola Edge, but they're launching it. Um, sorry, I'm pulling up the the, the story right yeah, now. Yes, that's, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> it's coming on July 31st for a price of um, five hundred dollars, and it's usually priced at six ninety nine, which I think is still pretty high for a Snapdragon seven six five chip. Yeah, but I mean, it's the same with the LG Velvet, right? Like when the LG Velvet came out in Korea, it was like $750 in Korea. And then the European pricing is like really high as well, like $700-ish. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, the Nord is resetting all that. But at the same time, you don't expect those companies to go that low. So, you know, considering their flagships, it's a little weird because the Moto, on the Moto side, right? The Edge Plus, which is a real big flagship that's Verizon exclusive in the US, is a thousand dollars, and you get a lot for your thousand dollars. I reviewed it on Hot Hardware. Check it out. But I think for the LG one, it's a tougher sell because for I think six ninety nine, you can buy a V sixty right now. V sixty five G. Thank you, five G. That's true. It's very close to the. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. And you're getting an eight sixty five. Yeah, which is pretty awesome right so i think that there is that to consider and <laughs> uh yeah like you know just be aware that uh the v60 kind of like kills the whole deal with velvet now the velvet's much sexier right that's the thing about about the velvet is it looks nicer it's very attractive and that's something that americans might change their mind like it might like somebody an american might say like oh i i i'd like you know there's between the v v60 and and the uh and the Velvet, uh, somebody might say, oh, I think the Velvet looks much nicer. And the, the name Velvet, another another one, another company who's making more branding on a name and really building a, 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 you know, an identity around a lineup of phones. I like that a lot. I mean, I have it here and I just started using it. It's very thin, and but very big. The screen is 6.8 inches. Oh, wow. It's a beast. But so it's really interesting because the V60 is a beast as well, right? Oh, yeah. So, But the V60 is that old industrial design from LG, which at the time was fresh with the V30, but now is very dated looking. And so this is fresh. Like, this looks really sexy. Uh, I have give, given props to that. It's very, it's not like, it's very Korean. Like, I, <laughs> I hate to say it that way, but it's very understated, like, kind of like, elegant you know yeah in design yeah very subtle but like clean very I'm, clean i'm a sucker for design with smartphones i love it's very nice yeah. design yeah so so you're paying maybe for that but the reality is you know you're going from a65 to a seven seven six five for about the same well a hundred dollars less and you know the cameras are also a little bit of a downgrade not much so i think you're going from a 64 to a 48 main sensor but not neither of them have telephotos the v60 or the velvet so uh you get wireless charging though you do get a headphone jack but no quad dock so that's another thing that's disappointing mm. quad dock is incredible mm -hmm. like that's a nickel and dime thing like i'm like you put wireless charging you have a phone that 
cost six hundred dollars is almost as much as your seven hundred dollar flagship, and you remove the DAC. Come on, <laughs> can't be that expensive. <laughs> but maybe what do I know? I don't know. I mean, there's lots of Velvet coverage out there because even though it's only coming to the U.S. now, it's been out for a while. Lots of uh, pubs have reviewed it. Check it out. I'm not super excited about it because the Nord. <laughs> because the Nord. But I'm more excited about the Edge because the Edge is sold. Moto is like when we got shown the Edge Plus in Chicago in February under embargo, they said something else was coming because we were like, come on, Verizon exclusively, screw you, Moto, we hate you. Like, <laughs> why'd you have to do that? And then they're like, but stay put, we've got another phone coming that's going to be that unlocked phone. And they delivered. This is not sold by any carriers in the US. I mean, maybe it is. I shouldn't say that. I'll check. But it might also be sold by carriers. But the reality is right now, they're pushing it as an unlocked phone. And I think $700, the regular price, is way too much. I hope it stays at 500 or maybe six, but 500 is what it should be. I think five, like 450 to 550 should be the price point for a 765G phone with 5G. I'm calling it now. That's what it should be. It should be. And it should be. However, like, I mean, I understand. Did you say that one of these phones has wireless charging? The the LG does. The, the LG Velvet. does. I mean, that's that's one thing. Like, I guess those are the things you pay for that and like, marketing for those for those branding for that brand yeah um, you know i mean they're they're kind of positioning as a premium design and yeah, i get it yeah but the edge is premium too like it's basically a a revisiting of the edge plus but in a cheaper parts bin right like yeah cheaper parts in the same kind of chassis the edge plus was pretty premium and so the edge should be pretty premium as well whether it has wireless charging though i don't know we'll find out the edge plus did mm -hmm. so I have to look at the specs. Probably it might have wireless charging. That's kind of a deal breaker for me now. So maybe I should know <laughs> that. Uh, anyway, so Edge is coming finally to the US at a more reasonable price. 500. More competitive. The Velvet's coming. The Nord is not coming, but it's kind of coming because you can buy it on, you'll probably be able to. It'll probably be on it. Amazon eventually. Exactly. <laughs> and then uh, the other big news of the week is that Asus as a ROG Phone 3, we knew that was coming, and Samsung has a Galaxy Z Flip 5G. And so the ROG Phone 3 ROG, Republic of Gamers, I know if I say ROG, a whole bunch of you have conniptions on the other side, but I'm, you know me, <laughs> I'm not going to change. I'm a scoundrel. I'm going to say, I'm not going to say ROG every time. I say Rogue. I don't rogue? know. They're, they're probably all they're probably all wrong. I don't know. Maybe it is rogue. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what they're going for. Anyway, the Asus ROG. Oh, I just said it right. <laughs> phone three. Uh, I'm trying to be nice. Um, is out, and the reason I'm bringing it up is it's a gaming phone. It's almost like it's seven ninety nine euros. I think starting point is like nine hundred thirty US dollars. So it's not cheap, but it's the on paper the fastest phone right now. It's a Snapdragon eight six five. Plus, mm -hmm. tons of RAM, tons of storage, fastest possible RAM, fastest possible storage, all the things, 144 hertz display, a relatively decent camera setup. And apparently some reviews I've read say that the camera is, yeah, you know, not the greatest, but it's not sucky either. So that tends to be the case with gaming phones, really. I mean, the, people are buying them more for the gaming and active cooling and, uh, you know, the, yeah. the integrated gaming features, recording and notification blocks and all that kind of stuff. And then obviously the design and the RGB that's on the back of the the, the phone. And yeah. um, 
Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. This does not have wireless charging, by the way. I know this fact. Mm. So, hmm. Yeah. Uh, but the Galaxy Z Flip 5G is interesting because it's exactly the same as the G Flip we've had before, but with a Snapdragon 865 Plus. So this is basically the 5G version of the Z Flip and only $70 more. Uh, if you're paying already, whatever it is, $1,399 or whatever it was, like almost $1,400 yeah. for a Z Flip, might as well pay an extra 70 bucks for the Z Flip 5G, in my opinion. I agree. Who's counting at that point? Because the Z Flip was a great phone. I'm interested to see if there's any difference in battery life between the two. Probably wasn't mm. much. It probably won't be much, but uh, I don't know. It's it's possible because the other one was the 855. No, it was the 855 plus. 855 as well, plus. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But it, remember, it didn't have a separate 5G modem like the X55, right? Right. There's no extra 5G modem. It's probably worse. <laughs> but anyway, it's it's out there. If you you know can't wait until the August 5 unpacked event to find out what the Fold 2 or Z Fold as it's called now. I'm excited for that. Probably going to be called is is looking like. Or if you are a Note person and you want a stylus, you probably don't care about the Z Flip 5G. But look, it's cool. It's cool. The Z Flip is on my cool in my my cool column. So Z Flip 5G is going to be in my cool column. I'm a fan. I'm I'm definitely a a fan, yeah. I still have to uh, edit. I, I recorded a, a review video when I had it. I, I did an unboxing, obviously, but I recorded a review video. I never edited it, so I really should probably edit it now. This is a good sign <laughs> that I should probably do it because it's already been replaced. There you go. Well, it's not replaced. Actually, you can buy both. It's refreshed. Uh, but wait, now, selling both side by side, I don't, I don't know. I don't see it for that. They like, are, though. Probably there's just left over like, stock. Why would you like? Why would you save eighty bucks to not have five G? I don't know. I just. I'll tell you why. You're on Verizon and you're stuck with Verizon because family plan or something. And Verizon doesn't have low band. Right. And the Z Flip five G. I don't right. think will have millimeter wave. So. Yeah. I'm. I'm. Yeah. Probably. I could be that. wrong. Maybe the Z Flip five G has millimeter wave. How did they manage to squeeze that in there? I don't know. But they must have had a custom version that none of the cases fit on. oh no don't go there oh man Uh, all right speaking of uh (laughs) that's awesome speaking of uh the uh what is it unpacked on august 5th uh samsung has leaked well i don't think they've leaked but maybe they have leaked who knows the the mystic bronze is the color it's called mystic bronze all these weird bronze colored phones that have leaked that we've seen including the new active noise canceling buds uh the jelly shaped ones and including the note 20 note 20 ultra and even even the what's supposed to be the fold 2 z fold whatever mm-hmm. All of those are going to be available, including the Z Flip 5G, by the way, which we just talked about. All of those are going to be available in Mystic Bronze. Nice. So I guess they're trying to be all like sexy, I don't know, like classy. I have to say I like this like color. Ve- very Vegas. I like it too, but it's very Vegas, right? Yeah, it's it's very, it's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like a five-star dinner. I don't know why that's the first thing that, that came to my mind. Five-star dinner. Or like a really luxurious car, like it's it could, like the color of like a very high end car is what it looks like too. Um, it reminds me of the copper color they had for the Note Eight, I think it was, or the Nine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But this yeah, is a right. more. I think I, I like this tone much this better. Is a, this is more goldish. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's, it's between like, the copper and the gold. 
between rose gold and copper. It does、somehow. look like rose gold, huh? It's just not as rose. Not as rose. Yeah. <laughs> See, there we go. Yeah, bro, we broke it down for you, folks. <laughs>、uh, yeah. So anyway, look, I've. It's inevitable that the unpacked event is going to happen and swamp us for a week in news. So、mm-hmm. just you know, prepare yourselves. <laughs> Here have have some mystic bronze to keep you <laughs> occupied until then is basically my takeaway of this leak. The big bigger piece of news I think to kind of wrap up the show with is that Mark Levoy, who is the person that basically brought us HDR Plus and Night Sight and all these great computational photography features on the Pixel, has left Google. We knew that, but now he's landed at Adobe. And there's talk of him working on a universal camera app. Whether it's going to be iOS and Android or just Android, I'm not sure. But supposedly, you know, he's going to add some computational magic to some app that we'll be able to install on our phones rather than rely on only having to buy a certain brand of phone to get good imaging. So that's got me excited. I mean, what if Adobe releases like their own camera, even? Yeah. Like maybe that would like be hardware. Yeah,、mean? like a like a who knows like a hundred dollar camera with like a sensor, but everything software. Yeah, could be. That's. I mean, like Lightro did. You know, of course, very different there. But yeah, look, I'm open to anything at this point. But I'm excited about the idea of an app we can install on our phones, that all of a sudden gives us access to, you know, some pretty cool features. Even if it's not, like if it needs to crunch on the pictures after, like I cannot. I can imagine that to make it universal, especially you know how the APIs are on Android. Not not all the features are supported by all the phones. Right. For、uh, third-party apps, that's the biggest problem with using. Like, I love Manual Camera. It's one of the apps from the Google Play Store、mm-hmm. that is a paid app. I bought it. It's a really lovely. It, it replicates a lot of like the manual modes on DSLRs and. Uh, real cameras, like standalone cameras, it's got like a little dial wheel with like the haptic feedback and everything. I bought this app years ago. I forgot I even had it. <laughs> I、yeah. gotta fire it back up. It's a great app,、yeah. but the, the problem is that if you don't have support for like shutter speed, like on that phone, on that, like if the APIs are not exposed to you by the phone's firmware, you are down back to just being able to adjust. The EV and the white balance, if you're lucky, you know, like nothing basically. So I can imagine this app will be more about you take some photos, they end up in your gallery, and then the computational crunching happens after. You know what I'm saying? It's got to be cloud based. That's going to be like. Or it takes a few seconds on your phone or a minute on your phone to crunch through it, and、yeah. then you get this magic result. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how they do it. I'm excited as well. I mean, if if a do if if there's anybody who would have such an app. And that from like a very reputable company, Adobe. Like, imagine if it's part of Adobe Creative Cloud. You just you just upload your you know your smartphone photos on there, and it just poof magic. However,、yeah. however you want,、yeah. that would be that would be pretty cool. That's exactly what I think is going to happen. It's going to be cool. Well, we should wrap up, Ricky. You want to tell the folks where they can find you on the internet, on the social, on everywhere? Sure.、Uh, I'm at Ricky V Tech on on Twitter, Instagram. And、um, I I'm at gsmarina.com as well, so I'm, I'm I'm on their YouTube channel, and I write news on their site as well. So that's where you can find me. Indeed, and you should read and watch、uh, Ricky's videos at GSM Marina. They're awesome. The OnePlus Buds article, I'll link to that. So check that out. 
Uh, yeah, look, it's good stuff. I, I really enjoy your videos. They're really great. Thank you. Thank you, yeah. Miriam. Appreciate that. Absolutely. And then uh, you know where to find me, folks, on the internet. I'm at Tankerl. That's T-N-K-G-R-L, like the comic book character, but drop the vowels. And that's my Twitter and my Instagram handle. Twitter is where you want to basically discuss the podcast with me. As you know, podcasting apps don't really let you do comments and stuff. So if you want to talk about the podcast, hit me up on Twitter. If you want to see pretty pictures of the phones I'm reviewing and pictures taken with the phones I'm reviewing, uh, hit up my Instagram. There's a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash mobiletechpodcast, which is a compliment to the show. As you know, the show is audio only. So if you want to watch some unboxing videos, hands-ons, that kind of stuff with the devices we just discussed, check out the channel. And please like the video, subscribe, tell your friends, you know, comment in the comments, uh, notification bell, all that good YouTube stuff. And then finally, if you stumbled on the show by accident or whatever, and you want to know how to subscribe, uh, mobiletechpodcast.com is the URL. So that's mobiletechpodcast.com. There is an RSS feed there, but more importantly, you can subscribe via uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Spotify, pretty much everywhere. You should join, you should subscribe. And if the podcasting app you're using lets you do rating or reviews, please do rate or review the show. I appreciate that. I also want to say there's a donate link in the show notes. You know, I appreciate donations to run this show. So it's a PayPal link. If you would like to consider donating, please, please do it. And then finally, I want to thank Audible, our sponsor. Audible is awesome. If you like audiobooks, they're really the place to be. So um, the reason I have a partnership with them is because you get a deal and it supports the podcast. It's kind of double whammo. So if you want a deal, 30-day free trial, you get to keep a book at the end, whether you stay or leave, that's the deal. And if you do click through the URL in the show notes, you support the podcast. It helps us out. So it's audibletrial.com slash mobile tech. That's audibletrial.com slash mobile tech. Check that out in the show notes. Please consider clicking through if you're not an Audible customer. Basically, Audible is fantastic if you love books. If you like to read, but maybe you're delivering review units to the world in your FedEx truck all day <laughs> or UPS truck, I'm not discriminating, or DHL, and, and you need to listen to something more than podcasts on your route, well, maybe consider uh, Audible. Audible has an incredible selection of books. And more importantly, a lot of the books are read by the authors. I really like that. That's the part that always gets me. So, you know, if you like books, but maybe you can't always read them with your eyes, you can listen to them with your ears. Audible.com. Check them out. I want to thank them for being a longtime sponsor. Check out the deal, audibletrial.com slash mobile tech. And uh, Ricky, thanks for being on the show yet again. Thank you so much for having me. I had a lot of fun. Yay. We'll have you on again, of course. Awesome. And folks, stay tuned. We'll have a show next week. And until then, cheers, everybody. Bye. This has been the Mobile Tech Podcast with Tank Girl, proudly presented by worldpodcasts.com. You can visit us online at mobiletechpodcast.com.